Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. Use promo code 3PLAY and get three signature notebook ones for only $20. That's T-H-R-E-E-P-L-A-Y. This and more are available exclusively at knewamsterdam.com. Newamsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. Right. We ready to get started? I think so. Okay, so are we ready to do it all in one take without making any mistakes so I don't even have to edit? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna okay. Ta- we're gonna try. All right. Welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly true crime podcast with Erin Pline and Jordan Middleton. Where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system, but we're still crazy for a good true crime story. We're off to a great start. We So far, so good. <laughs> if we stop here, we'll be great. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> the end. Anyway, so Jordan, we missed you. I know. I mean, last week I ditched you. Well, the week before you had stuff going on. Yeah. Last week was probably like I we really had no time to do it at all. No. And then I, I went out into the snowy tundra of... For forever. For forever. And, um, yeah. And then there was a baby and then just things happened. But I was busy anyways. You know what I mean? I I don't know because I was gone. (laughs) No, I do now. I was going to say, I Marco Polo'd you so much. We did talk the whole time. Yes. Aaron and I are very codependent, we've discovered. Oh, my God. So much so that we cry when we think about not being. (laughs) Yeah. We were like, what's happening? <laughs> might just be that we're all synced up. I'm well, not really I, sure. Either way. <laughs> and yeah, I know. I feel like I haven't done this in a very long time. And I hope you haven't forgotten how. <sighs> we're we're going to see. Probably have, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you have a new podcasting notebook. Again. Again. I just started the other one and now I can't find it. <laughs> there's such a good story in there I want to talk about it that's gonna be me when we move yeah I mean because that happened because of your move yeah so um yeah that's totally I'm gonna be like oh podcasting equipment is in a box or a tub or (laughs) I know when we we have to try the Skype thing we have to try the Skype thing which is gonna be weird or I'll just take you with me (laughs) Erin wants to pack me up I've already packed some of her belongings with my belongings. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> if I don't, now you're going to like ship them back to me. Or you would just have, oh, I'm holding them hostage. But I'm not that's shipping them. Rob- that's not how no. ransom works. My Rob mug. Mm-hmm. You don't need the Rob mug. That's. <laughs> I'm not going to use it. I'm going to hold it hostage. I need it. That's the good one. I have the second one. But the the good one's the first one. Is the first one. So yeah. while Rob is listening to this, Rob, she didn't like the second one. The second one was just, it wasn't as perfect as the first. I see. So Rob knows that, but that's just him. Okay. Okay. So I have this story. I'm so excited. Yeah, let's do crimes. Um, I hope I tell it in, I don't know, in order. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, I'm going to get to the good stuff at first, and then we'll talk about the details, because I think throughout the story, I need you to know what what he did. 
Okay. You know, I'm going to tell mine opposite, but okay. you know what? You, Either you way. know your story better than I know your story. I mean, yeah, I just Since finished it. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about it yet. So our, this is not our bad guy, but this is our victim. Okay. His name is Glenn Holland. Okay. And Holland is the name I love writing, but I didn't want to say Holland and then you think it was like oh, a place. Oh, like a place. Like, yeah. Okay. So anywho. So Glenn Holland is 67 and he's a retire, like he's a retiree. He's just hanging out, which more pops to him and he's a vet or not a veterinarian but like right veteran vet. <laughs> I was like, wait i go to the vet too much to not make, make a point um, that's who jordan sees instead of a doctor is the vet <laughs> true um <laughs> so okay his plan was that he was going to spend or well like he what he did was that he spent several weeks in his pickup truck, stalking the home of a man he was told had died. But I thought you said he was the victim. Oh, you just wait. I am really confused. So for weeks, he watched outside this house. He watched the cars in the driveway never move, which was a Corvette and a Hummer. So like already those are expensive. And then another pickup truck never move outside of the home. And his name is Mark Anthony Perez. Yeah, but if he was supposed to be dead, then you would hope the cars wouldn't move. But just wait. Okay. Finally, one Friday morning when Glenn was about to give up, but he was like, you know what? I'm going to go one more time. Like, I got to stalk this guy and see if he's actually dead. It's my job. He's He had nothing else to do. He's a retiree. So he <laughs> saw Mark <laughs> leave the house. The dead guy? The dead guy. Jump in his truck and take off. He was alive, obviously, and that a made zombie. things so much worse. So. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Mark Anthony Prez was actually a contractor who ripped off the Hollands. Oh. And that was his excuse is that after this whole like botched job that he did on their home, he had the greatest thought and did like the most reasonable thing and faked his own death. Oh, my God. Wow. Does that make sense now? Now it makes a whole <laughs> lot more sense. So, which I would totally stalk someone too. Like when you hear all these details, like you're going to be like, I would have been in the truck too. Well, yeah, because there's got to be something going on. Because if oh. somebody was like, well, your contractor died, I'd be like, well, that's bullshit. But then I would just, you know, be sad. Yeah. So, um, I guess he had owed the Hollands roughly like $13,000. Wow. Um, so after he discovered that the man was actually alive, he said instead of going and killing him, he decided to sue him. Okay. Which, okay. It's That's a, a reasonable suit. human thing yeah. to do. Um, so the repairs that he needed in his new home was, let's see, a new kitchen, a remodeled bathroom, duck repairs, a new water heater, and then some like cosmetics like right right so okay a little bit about the hollands they lived most of their life in pennsylvania um like i said that he was he was a vietnam vet and she the wife um eventually she got cancer and i'm not sure how much that plays into it but it it gets worse when they end up having to go through all of this mess with this guy sure which is just added stress and money and that's not they don't need that no um but because they were both retired, they decided that they wanted to buy a home in Florida in like a 55 and up community. 
Mm-hmm. So in March 2016. Also known as all of Florida, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what they did because that's what you do. So that's when Perez comes into the picture. They found him working in the neighborhood and people around praised his work. So they took everyone's advice and hired right. him and met with him. So they met him. They hired him. They did a contract at the end of March. Um, the couple wanted to move in by December. Mm-hmm. which okay and that's eight months but after talking to like after filing the lawsuit and stuff um see it was easier telling you the stuff so i, I could like talk about yes. it that's what i meant that was a good order so the their lawyer ended up i guess being a contractor for like 33 years so he was like no that work would have taken him three months <gasps> so giving him eight months was more than generous right so keep that in mind um Perez got their key in April and by June there were already issues yeah (sighs) Perez did everything wrong pretty much (laughs) he was not on time he didn't keep a schedule whatsoever and then in um in July like the middle of July Mrs. Holland went down and visited and she barely saw any work done and him being that type of guy was just like hushing her and like oh no here's an excuse here's an excuse like it's not right that, it has to be done this way and making excuses right. for no progress there's so much prep and oh yeah yeah so um he just like assured her everything was fine and that they would get better about being on schedule and whatever so she left well of course it's florida so during the summer there's a lot of tropical storms and rainstorms sure that's just it rains every day in florida i feel like so i think it does actually i mean every time i've ever been there it has rained a little bit every Every single day day. yeah and most of the time it's like midday or like yeah you gotta break the 12 and 3 yeah so um during the summer obviously it's much worse because he well he blamed it on a tropical storm that had come through he said that it claimed or he claimed it ruined a major power outlet a uh, major power outlet yeah so not <laughs> i feel no yeah not a minor one but i was like okay either way how like how well, I even if that these did, people are older and they were like, probably like, oh, that's bad. That's horrible. You don't right? have electricity now. Like everything's ruined. So he got um, like 950 out of them for that, <sighs> which. Yeah. So the Hollands decided they were going to go visit as soon as they could. So they went down in October. So this is six months now. December is when they want to move in. They go right. in October and there is no kitchen. Just overall poor workmanship, like the grout tiles were off and they weren't even. Everything was oh, just really like it just obvious. looks bad. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then the whole no kitchen thing was crazy because it's been six months. So why isn't there any of the Something, kitchen done? Right. Right. So he promised it would all be done by mid-December as planned. Um. But he kept demanding more money for all of these issues that were happening and Hmm. oh well i need this and it was a lot of well it's not me but it's like code like i have to bring it up to code or i have to do it this way or i have to file this permit so it was a lot of that well in december on the 14th which is mid-december yeah so they kept to their time limit um they were ready to give or take one and a half days right i know but still that was like cool yeah um oh okay so they get to the house and within seconds they were like we can't live here oh my god the walls were i mean it was just in shambles the walls were uneven um the kitchen cabinets were crooked 
the tile gaps were horrible. Everything was just, it was unlivable. Right. I cannot imagine walking into like your new home and it being completely wrecked. Oh my God. No kidding. And it's like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Don't like half-ass it. Right. Whole what was ass the point of one thing doing in all the words of, of that Ross Watson. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so anywho, they obviously were pissed and like but they're old so they're sweet. So they were like Ugh. so Miss Holland texted him um that day at 12:36 and 15 minutes later she got a text reply that says this is Mark's daughter. Dad passed away on the 7th of December in a car accident. Sorry. So then he had at least one accomplice, right? Because he had to have somebody to make that. Presumably he didn't make the uh, call from his daughter. No, I think that he probably just sent the text back and signed it as his oh, daughter. Oh, it was a text. Oh, it yeah. Text. No, it was a text Sorry. message. Duh. Yeah, because um, she got a message back in reply to her text message about the house. Gotcha. Saying that. But um, do you think he had that plan all along? Or do you think it was like, oh, shit, they're actually going to care? If he came up with that within the 15 minutes it took to get the reply that's a short amount of time to decide you're going to be dead right because that takes a lot of work you have to lay low for forever forever and now you know these people own this house so they're going to be local right so that's true i think that he had some thought into it i'm just wondering about these other homes where he did good work yeah oh yeah um I kept trying to read into the article and like find something else because I was skimming over towards the last part. So it was wrapping up. But I they had approached other people, but they were all like, well, no, it was always great. Do you so think he used to work with a different team or he'd started drinking or he'd started gambling or he I don't, I don't know. something and he's getting rid of material. Like there's got to be something. I don't know. So, of course, they felt horrible. Yeah, because like, what do you say to that? Like, like, oh, I'm sorry about your dad. He did shitty work when he was alive. (laughs) So they decided to just rent a house nearby and they got new contractors to come in and fix it all. And they got even worse news. So the new contractors were like, no, this is not good. I guess all of the like emergency and important repair stuff to comply with building codes never got anything done. It actually got worse. So he took all that money. Um, and then they found out that he wasn't even a licensed contractor, even though he said he was. And that that was what he presented himself as was a licensed contractor who was right. very trusted in the neighborhood. And so they found out he wasn't even licensed, which is horrible because then the whole contract is void and everything. But that's right. in their favor because he lied about being a licensed contractor. Except that he is also at this point dead. Fake dead but so okay so miss holland decided to do a little investigating because they were like it's just weird we never saw an obituary Hmm. so she started looking into it and couldn't find anything but then she remembered that in a conversation they had had that he had mentioned the neighborhood he lived in so they drove around until they found his truck and then they started talking to neighbors and was like yeah you he did a lot of work for us and you can't find him so they told their neighbor, the neighbors that he had or that his daughter had texted and said that he had passed away in a car accident. And I mean, not to say it like this, but every car accident that has a fatality is on the news that night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. especially in a local place like this, it was a County. Sure. It wasn't like a big city or anything. Well, and also if his truck and the cars were like in what, the driveway, accident? right. Where was, where yeah. was, I mean, it could be, he could be crossing the street and get hit by a car and that would be a car accident, I guess. But. Right. But 
the neighbors totally were like on the Holland side. So everyone started snooping around for information. Nice. And I was like, yes, I want to live in a neighborhood like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Unless you're the contractor. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So that's when Glenn started doing the stakeouts. And um, he just like could not believe that someone would do that just to rip them off. Like there are other ways to handle it, not fake your own death. Well, because right. That's not even oh, that, that was, much money. Yes. And that was the other point. They liked him because he also said that he was uh, a veteran. So he was like, I was shocked that one vet to another would do this. Like right. they have that like brotherly bond. thing. Sure. Um, but anywho, that's when he started the stakeouts, um, which was that sounds so fun and cool. Like. It is, I bet it is not fun. I mean, it no. sounds fun, but it is nothing but sitting there wishing that you didn't think you had to pee. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess stakeouts for guys are probably way easier. True. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. So the Hollands kind of um, surfed around all of their options of, well, what can we do? Because um, they knew that he was alive because of the stakeouts and everything. So it ended up being like a civil suit that they filed against him for right. his mi- misrepresentation of himself. Sure. And, he, you know, said he was a licensed contractor. Um, so it costed them $15,000 to fix their house. Oh, my God. Um, in addition to what he had already paid, like in, what they'd already paid right. for us to do all of this emergency stuff and upfront right. costs for new cabinets and a new this yeah all the materials yeah so i guess they got a reporter involved and he or she didn't say sorry um texted about a job and then perez answered and was like yeah what can i do is it a remodel like still trying to get work so then the reporter ended up calling them was like oh actually i want to know about the allegations that what you did to the hollands and blah blah yeah and then like two days later the phone line was disconnected of course. So I this article was, I mean, I think it was released at the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they've gone to court yet, but uh, that's one I really want to know, like how bad it gets yeah, nailed. Yeah, no kidding. And, I mean, even their lawyer, which I was saying was like a contractor for like 33 years or something it said, was saying that everyone has gone through something like this. I have. And, I have. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like... You don't have to go that extreme. If you couldn't do it, you should have just said it in the first place. Like if it's too big of a bite, like that's all. Like there were ways that we could have avoided this. They're like, besides the whole faking your own death thing is dramatic. (laughs) Right. You don't have to be like that. I was thinking I've been on the other end of it. But yeah. um, Yeah. No. Faking your own death is just pretty dumb unless like you have a really, really great reason and lots of resources. So because they did a lot of stakeouts. Right. And if all the neighbors were in on it. Yeah, it's not like he's sneaking through their backyards Mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Well, I hope that they end up being able to sue him for more than just damages and their initial uh, investment and all that. Like, he owes them some serious money. Although, I think what'll happen, he'll probably just, like, declare bankruptcy or something and they'll never get any of it. Um, Yeah, which, uh, that would be sad because as they're trying to find a new place to live now and fix the the place that they own and renting, and she was going through a lot of chemo and it's just, like, too much on that emotional and financial. Right. Like, it's, that's not. Well, and, right, yeah. You just, that's exhausting. That's, he's exhausting. 
No kidding. That just was the whole time reminding me of my driveway and making me angrier and angrier and angrier. I forgot about the driveway. Yeah. So we hired a local company that we thought we had done enough vetting. um, Mm -hmm. And because they got some good reviews on like a local group and whatever else. And they came out and they looked at the driveway. They were really official. They were like, okay, well, you know, we're going to do this and this and this. We were getting our driveway paved. Uh They did the whole process. They talked to us about why the major company, why they were better than the major company Mm -hmm. and seemed extremely knowledgeable. They had all the right equipment, did the whole driveway. They left. Yep. They said, okay, it's got to set up, so don't drive on it for was like 48 hours or yeah. 72 hours or something like that. And, you know, um, before that time had even elapsed, it started just like washing away. Yep. And now it is pretty much just a little bit of crushed up rock and it yeah. was never sealed. It was no. never even paved. I don't know what they and put on it, but it washed back off. Out? They, well, they were out. And they came and did the initial work, and then we were like, well, we think we want it sealed. And they were like, okay, you know, for $200 more, since we've already done all this, we'll come. Mm -hmm. So they came back out to do the sealing, which was nothing. I think they sprayed oil on it or something and left. Um, So, yeah, and then we found out afterward well we tried to get in touch with them and you know they had a whole if you're not uh, if you're not happy with it call this number like you know yeah here's my cell phone number they were so nice and it was a family (laughs) it was awful um they had done the same thing to some businesses in Mm. the area for tens of thousands of dollars they paved parking lots and Mm. did and they were being sued but nobody could find them and i'm sure they just skip town and now they're doing it somewhere else yeah yeah so if anyone wants to solve that crime (laughs) i would love to have that money back (laughs) thank you right (laughs) it was not tens of thousands of dollars or anywhere near that but i'd still like it back so well that is what happened to the hollands and i thought it was pretty crazy and i'm going to keep an eye on it to see it what exactly he what what happens to him I yeah I I hope he doesn't declare bankruptcy because that would suck I would be so furious well and I'm really interested to know who said he did good work like I think that everyone who had him do work was not a full-blown remodel I think it was just little he came in and fixed this thing for me or touched up this wall or I don't think it was a full remodel so he just took on a project he wasn't actually qualified yeah. for. So it's just all very sad. No kidding. I'm really angry on their behalf. I know. And and some of it is just anger at my driveway. Well, yes, which I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I never forget about that. Every no. time I go out there, I remember about that. Every time Tobin brings me in a rock, oh, I'm like, from the that came from the driveway that's paved and sealed. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you could have pried that out of the driveway. <laughs> So, all right. Well, I have a totally different kind of story for you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, and I really meant to have Google read me this word. I think it's Savo is how you say it. I should know. It's like a, a river. Um, okay. In Kenya. Yep, in Kenya. <laughs> um, and I just feel like it is a name that I should be able to pronounce, but we're going to call it Savo. <laughs> um, and this is about man eaters. Ew. Yup. So I told you, totally different story. Is this going to gross me out? I am not sure. Oh, yeah. She's already gagging. <laughs> it's, uh, 
let's get into it and we'll see. Mm-hmm. So the nice, well, the nice thing about this story, the nice <laughs> thing about this story, in addition to human consumption, now, is um, that there's a a huge twist. Oh. In this, and I'm really excited about the twist. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you some historical context because this is an old crime. Okay. So 1896. They. Okay, sorry. I was like, 1896 is so long. Right. I was not alive then. I was not alive. David was not alive then. Diana was was not alive alive then. then. No, of course not. (laughs) You don't know anybody who's like a hundred and what twenty? No. No. Um, anyway, so in Kenya, the Kenya-Uganda Railway, or sometimes it's just shortened to Uganda Railway Company, which was originally government-owned, um, it's now defunct, which so it's out of business, and the railroad that they were building doesn't work. Um, it, it was later, so it was originally government-owned. Later, it was bought by a private company. Okay. Um, anyway, they were working on building the... Kenya Uganda Railway. So okay. the company was building the railway that had the same name just to make things extra confusing. Great. Um, mostly the people who were building this railway, much the same way that our railroads out here got built, mm-hmm. um, were laborers that they brought in, in this case from India. There were 32,000 people brought in from India. Um, officially, the government's position was, and this was the British government that was in okay. charge of all of this, right, um, was that everybody working on the railroad that was brought in from India to Africa to work on this road, they all wanted to be there. They were treated very well. They were there because they wanted to work hard. They certainly weren't slaves. Mm-hmm. Realistically, that was not very true. Mm-hmm. It was sort of, the article I was reading sort of said that it was like a, um, like a military operation almost like it was run that way they knew that there were there would be casualties and that was an acceptable sacrifice oh my god right like I'm sorry no thank you the casualties in this case were 2498 people who died during the and that's acceptable and apparently that's acceptable it's fine it's nearly 10 percent no, that's all right. It's Our cool. limit was 12. We're good. <laughs> right. Like, we're still under. Oh, my God. So during the – so this was already a dangerous thing. Lots of people were dying. Um, you are, you know, the camps were not in good condition. They weren't treated well. They didn't get labor union mandated breaks <laughs> or anything they, like they that. They didn't get anything. They weren't well protected. Um, and the person in charge of at least the part of the railroad building that we're going to talk about was a British colonel. Actually, he was a lieutenant colonel. Um, and so it was being run by the military. So okay. people that weren't necessarily you know, the kind of people that knew how to manage a railroad building project. Um, I wish I could get a job that I'm completely unqualified for, but yet still do the job. Would you want to do it well? Well, no. Or just Remember do that it? one time I was going to apply to be a roofer and then just be like, oh man, I've been roofing my whole life and just get the job and then just follow what everyone else is doing and just hope I blend in. Like, Take lots of breaks. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I'm well, if you want some hands-on experience, I hear that I need my shingles scraped off and replaced. I'm sure I could figure that out. Like, how, I don't know how you're going to get up there. I don't own a ladder. I'm sure I have a ladder. You think you have a ladder? Maybe. In your 
bedroom that you're renting from jeez Erin thanks <laughs> I'm just thinking I know that some of your furniture is in the living room and some of your stuff is here so I was thinking I'm wondering like, where the ladder is I had a ladder okay Erin <laughs> sorry <laughs> so sorry I'm just where is this 30 foot ladder hiding and how did you get it there I'm just saying if Kit Kat or no Yako could get on half of the roof I could at least get to that half and then use oh, the ladder yeah. to get up the rest oh okay yeah I mean that's we could definitely get to part of the the roof either way we're talking about a railroad okay back to the railroad <laughs> so in 1898 they were working on building a bridge over the Savo River in Kenya um and this was being led, like I said, by a, a British lieutenant colonel named Lieutenant Colonel Patterson. I think his first name was actually John, but I didn't bother to write it down. Because hmm. he only plays, well, he plays a pretty significant role in the end of this, but he's not a main character for the majority of my notes. Okay. So the construction lasted for this particular bridge, lasted nine months, right? Okay. Which I don't know how that lawyer would have felt about it. I but don't know. Bridges <laughs> must be way different. Well, <laughs> it's true, especially in 1898. Yeah. you're not you're not driving cars out there to bring supplies Mm -hmm. um so the other thing that was going on like we talked about a bunch of people were dying during construction but there were some other causes of death too other than you know just being in kenya in 1898 which Mm -hmm. is a cause of death um they had some slave caravans that used a part of the river very close to where they were building the bridge to cross. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they would just toss dead into the river if people uh. died on the way. They weren't, you know, worth anything, right? Because yeah. they're slaves. Um, and the other thing that was going on is, and I'm not sure if it was cultural or like a lack of understanding, because in this time period, we still didn't totally understand very much about like medicine and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. or if it was um just like time and resources but when they were cremating people who died not the ones they threw into the river but Mm -hmm. like other people they only did sort of a partial cremation they didn't burn them enough uh before they buried the remains and so I'm not really sure what the point was or maybe they just didn't have the ability to I don't know it doesn't make any difference as a result of both of these things, there were a lot of wild animals that ended up feeding on human mm. remains, mm. which kind of comes up here in a minute. Okay. So during this bridge building, some men started to disappear. And the way it went down is they kind of started to disappear. They all at night would sleep in tents in like a community group, right? Okay. And... They, the other workers would hear screams in the middle of the night, and then the guy sleeping next to you wasn't there in the morning. And something that you could see, like drag marks and blood, and so... Is all just okay? Well, no, no, but it started to happen, and then it was happening more and more frequently. They, you know, couldn't quite figure out what was going on. They kind of knew what was going on, um, and, but they the important part was they couldn't do anything to protect themselves. And so they tried a couple of things. Um, Oh, the other thing about that was they were fighting body parts and mangled carcasses and that kind of thing. And there was a really clear indication that they were being eaten. Oh, yeah. So in order to stop whoever this was that was killing everybody in the camps because everyone was terrified they built traps 
they would keep campfires going all night long and tend to them. And they built these fences, which I saw some pictures of, and they were amazing. So they were thorn fences. So they took this plant that grew there that has thorns that are like feet long and they would weave them into these fences to keep everything and everyone out of the camp none of this worked Mm. at all I wonder why so the number of people who eventually died uh varies the first report which was written by Colonel Patterson or Lieutenant Colonel Patterson said there were 135 men killed and probably eaten um oh my god modern science has gone back through and looked more carefully at like the specifics of his reports because he was keeping a journal the whole time and like Mm -hmm. you know this is what happened this day and this person's gone and you know this is how many workers we have and that kind of stuff um and then they also did some really fascinating it wasn't dna but it was like autopsy kind of things to determine like how many of these people had been eaten um and they think it's more like 21 to 35 okay but and they're leaning more toward like 35 seems like a pretty reasonable number but that does not take into account people who were killed but not consumed so there could have been a lot more bodies that just were not eaten all right so of course as the the number of people who were carried screaming into the night increased the number of people left who were terrified and wanted to leave increased and eventually hundreds of workers fled and all the work on the railroad just stopped oh yeah and it was at that point they were like okay we got to do something Mm -hmm. like we're not able to keep out this murderer or whatever so the killers Mm because it is a team of two oh okay yes they Apparently, the belief is they got a taste for human flesh from feeding on the bodies of the dead that were tossed into the river or partially cremated, so like nicely roasted and then buried. Uh. They were lions. <gasps> yeah. So there were two maneless male lions. Maneless. Maneless. So I had to look this up. I yeah. was like, was something wrong with them? And that's why they were eating people and didn't have a mane. So apparently in Africa, there is quite a variation in the kind of mane a lion might have. Yeah. Depending on like where they live. Um, and that all has to do with, you know, sort of genetic mutations and Mm -hmm. this group of animals does well like this or whatever so in some areas of kenya the lions will have very very small sparse light colored manes or possibly no manes at all Mm -hmm. so that was normal Mm -hmm. um also i'm not entirely sure about the size of a lion i think in my brain they're always like like the size of your dog um But they're not. They're way bigger. Yeah. Like, way bigger. Like, the first of these two lions was nine feet eight inches from nose to tail tip. Wow. Right? That's, like, me and Tyler. (laughs) It's, like, you and I standing on each other's shoulders. (laughs) That's really, really long. Yeah. So, and it didn't give a measurement for the second lion, but they were very similar in size. Mm Mm-hmm. So the other reasons they think that these lions were serial killers and eaters of human beings um, is because at the time, like actually right exactly at this time, so in 1990 or 1898, (laughs) 
1998, there was a cattle plague going on that wiped out a lot of like their natural food. Um, Also, they they know from studying the skulls of these two lions since that one of them had a damaged mouth. Hmm. And so there's some conflicting thoughts around that because the, the first thought is well maybe they weren't able to hunt their natural prey because lions like bite the throat of their victim yeah. and they have to hold on very tight if this lion was injured or didn't you know was in pain or whatever else they wouldn't be able to yeah. do that and a human would be a much easier animal to kill than a cow that's bigger than you especially since they like wrap them all up nice and neat in a little tent <laughs> um <laughs> So the problem with that theory is that Patterson says that this lion got injured in the mouth because he shot it and that he had shot it in the mouth. And I'll tell you about that in just a moment. Um, They did find infection in the jaw of one of the lions, and I'm not sure if it was the same lion or the other lion, but they said that could have caused some problems hunting too. And so humans were just easier easier oh prey plus the whole thing about getting a taste for human flesh you know and well yeah they're like well that was easy there's right? more cool there's more and we only have to work a tiny bit harder to get these they go to sleep at night and like yeah. all of the things that they did <laughs> they to try to fast. right <laughs> all the things they t- did to try to keep them out and I don't know what the traps were mm-hmm. um but the thorns well that was naturally occurring in their environment they know how to deal with yeah. that yeah they would either go under it no big deal or they would just jump over it no big deal yeah. and then the fire well they had learned to associate that with I'm gonna get a free meal yeah so that wasn't keeping them away it was probably encouraging them to come into the camps so that's so crazy. Right? So here's what they did. So this is the solving of the crime. I like it. <laughs> um, so after everybody fled and Patterson was like, okay, well, we're never going to get this bridge built if I can't get the men back here and I can't get them back until I take care of these things that are eating them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he set a bunch of traps, which had absolutely no effect, didn't catch uh, the lions yeah. at all. And which he should have known because they had already tried that. (laughs) Then on December 9th, 1998, the first lion got within range of where he was. He had built like a... I think you said 1998. I probably did. But, you know, I meant 1898. A hundred years before 1998, (laughs) um, he had built a little platform up in a tree and was like hiding up there to watch them come into the camp and... Um, they actually had a, an area where there were some penned goats and they had gone in. How Jurassic Park. Right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, and I even picture him dressed just like that. Yeah. (laughs) Like the safari hat. Yes. Yes. Um, so the lions had been in there and killed some of the goats. And so he sort of set up camp there to hunt them down, figuring that they would come back for more easy prey now that Mm -hmm. all the people had left. Yeah. Um, so he managed to shoot the first lion in the leg, oh. like sort of through its hip. 20 days later, that lion, who was continuing to hunt and kill things and try to come after him and walking around and it was no big deal, finally he got close enough to it again that he shot it through the shoulder into its heart oh. and it died sometime during the night and he found the body the next morning. Oh, yeah. So that's lion number one. Okay. Lion number two had to be shot nine 
times using three different rifles before it would go down. So basically um, for 12, over a period of 12 days. Yeah. (laughs) For 12 days, uh, the first day he managed to shoot it, I think two or three times and it still kept going. They ate people. This is making me sad though. I know. Well, but I feel like with these lions, they're, I mean, they're animals and they don't know not to eat people, especially because they've sort of been trained to eat people. And so that sucks. At the same time, in the grand scheme of lioness, they're not contributing to their pride. They don't seem to belong to a pride. Yeah. They were both males, which I thought was unusual for lions to do that but maybe i don't know as much about lions as i, I thought, thought i that did lion, like the girls hunted i mean that's what lion king tells us right <laughs> <laughs> but oh, i mean shit. even so there generally aren't adult males together i don't think i think it's very rare yeah. unless that is like one kind of lion and this and, kind of lion yeah. doesn't give a shit i yeah. don't know um Anyway, so he shot it. He said in his journal, and, you know, of course, he exaggerated the number of people that were eaten and everything else, and so take it with a grain of salt. But he said that when he finally managed to kill it after the ninth shot, after 12 days of hunting this thing, and it hunted him the entire time. Oh, yeah. I'll say it was, they were hunting each other. Yeah. It was like like the most dangerous game. (laughs) I don't like that. Um, That... When it finally died, it was, like, gnawing on a tree branch and still trying to, like, claw its way toward him to get him. So, like, it Uh, died fighting, right? Um, Freaks me out. (laughs) So, Uh. at this point, we are, let's see, 20, we're well into January, People finally returned to start working on the bridge again in February of 1899. Um, The lions went on to be rugs Hmm. in Lieutenant Colonel Patterson's house for a number of years uh, where they were not treated very well. I'm sure. Right. Plus... One of them, at least, would have been in tatters anyway if it had been shot nine times with a rifle. Um, And then eventually they were sold to the Chicago Field Museum, where you can still go see them today. So they had to reconstruct their pelts. They also got the skulls. They removed the skulls from the pelts, and then they stuffed the pelts so that they look like lions and then they have like posed them so one of them is like crouching and about to pounce on something and the other one is standing and like looking at what the first one's about to it's pretty cool so savo is t-s-a-v-o and if you type that in you don't even have to look up man eaters it'll come up Mm. so you can still see them and you can see like Uh, They go into detail if you look on, I think it's on the museum website, but I know you can find it on Wikipedia too, that, um, you know, which one had the injured tooth and which one has the infection and which one was which size and uh, which one was killed first and all that kind of stuff. They do look like dogs without the mane. They do. Well, I think they look extra scary without the mane because they look like evil somehow like not how i picture a lion. They don't look like lionesses. No, they, no, they don't. They look. They look very, I mean, I don't know. Can a big cat look masculine? They look very masculine to me. But they don't have a mane, and so they look not deformed, but just, like, not right. Yeah, no. 
Plus, they're this very dusty Their gray. Their head shape is exactly like Julius's head shape. Yeah. Like even the But nine feet. The, I know. It's just weird. So later when Julius goes out to go to the bathroom, I'm getting the tape measure out to find out how much, how many inches he is from, from nose tip to tail tip. Because now I need to know. Yeah. I bet it's going to be, it's going to make the lions that much it. scarier. We can measure him in segments and add it all up. <laughs> We'll just do, we'll do his head I and then his like, body. And then body and then I'll get him to stand up you do the tail. And I'll just do the tail. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So technically it was kind of a crime, but it was yeah, an animal. So, But it was fun. I needed to do something a little bit different. I liked it. It scared me because I thought you were about to... It was, I thought it was going to be way gross. Right. There's going to be a cannibal like eating 135 people. Since, like yeah, everything. But... Uh, I was not ready for it. <laughs> Just <laughs> in case. I was like. <sighs> I, well, and I knew the whole time it wasn't about people. <laughs> I know. And I did not. Glad. I worked really hard at structuring that so that you wouldn't know it wasn't about people until it's the end. very good. And now I understand why yours had to be the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. My last story, Erin, is just something like it's like a little article, but it's just funny. I'm excited. And I saw it on Facebook and I said, excuse me. So then I read it <laughs> and it was like the dumbest thing. But that's what so we're here for. I know that Facebook is getting all kinds of flack for targeting ads and blah, blah, blah from a bunch Target of white men. Target them all to me that well, are right. crime related. <laughs> right. I love it. I agree. I like when I log into Gmail and it's like suggesting things on the side and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did need to read about that today. Thank it was you. Like fifteen reasons your dog, or fifteen ways your dog can be secretly mad at you, and I was like, it's a sign. Because <laughs> I read them all, and I was like, no, no, no. I was like, oh, okay. We, we had like one on the whole fifteen list. So I thought we were all right. And then I was like talking to Julius. Oh, this morning on the radio, they said if you could ask your pet one question and get a response, what, mm-hmm. what question would it be? And everyone was like asking funny things. And then this one lady said, I would ask like you know um are, are like am i giving you the happiest life i can give you uh-huh. or is there something i like can change oh and i don't know i was like that's so sad but cute because i'd be like please don't say well yeah i really don't want to live with you anymore oh <laughs> no i would be like what if i got rejected by my <laughs> dog <laughs> you were saying that and i was like well if it was oliver i'd want to say you really are an animagus aren't you yes right i, I mean i would just be like julius Okay, I need to know. Like, were you a person in a past life? Because you always understand what I'm saying right. to you. Right. I could have full on conversations with him about something, and I'll be like, and don't touch that again. Like, you know, talking to him like he's a kid, but then he listens. I don't know. He totally gets when I'm talking to him. Right. It's like you've seen it a few times. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. So weird. So he was totally a person. Um, my roommate said that he was probably a cat in a past life because he always acts like a cat, and I always oh, complain yeah. about it. I'm like, maybe this is not his, like, first second, life at all. Or right. second life at all. He, like, he's probably had a lot of lives. That's why he's so smart. <laughs> or dumb. Whichever. I mean, <laughs> could you use your question in sort of a cheaty way and be like, what sort of language can we use to communicate from now on so yeah. that you can have endless right. And then plan it out. <laughs> right. Right. I know the first thing I thought was like, I would be like, are you really happy? Like, you know, yeah. are you really happy? But then I was thinking, how many health problems and bullshit I go through with these dogs? Like, especially when Frankie was alive. Like, oh, my God, that was so much. Right. But I was going to be like, okay, Julius, just hold it together. Your allergies are crazy. Now you're on steroids. Like, right. <laughs> like but what can I do for you? Right. I'm already doing everything. Uh, okay, sorry. Back to the actual story. Right. So 
this is in wait when was this um well i don't get a date oh um so this was posted in march march uh oh of this year okay jacksonville texas several weeks away yes okay (laughs) um uh officers in jacksonville like of the police department were looking for jay shrandon Dray sharon (laughs) it's one of those (laughs) names that are just kind of a bunch of letters Dre is definitely the first part. Okay. Just call him Dre. Sure. No, we're figuring it out. Durin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Last name Hunter. <laughs> they were looking for Hunter. Got yep. it. A wanted felon, also known as... Are you ready for this alias? I'm so excited. You're not. You have no idea how bad it is. <laughs> okay. We've had some pretty bad... We like, have had some really bad ones. This one is stinky, but... Oh, my God. That's like the alias that my kids would give each yes. other. <laughs> it's like booger butt and stinky butt. Right. So, yep. He goes by stinky butt. According to that authorities. So um, not someone tough. No. No. <laughs> and like he looks tough. He does. No. I guessed it. If you look that tough. You, you can have a name like that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they they got a tip that he was going to be at this point like in this park in this section yeah. so they kind of like felt it out but they, i guess he didn't like oh oh no they did see him but he saw the cops first and ran gotcha so they, they didn't catch they him didn't, no they didn't catch him but they were setting out like a like a warning to everyone like oh he's on the run um he is a like uh hold on reward money of a thousand dollars for information that leads to his arrest but I guess he has several warrants for multiple law enforcement agencies. So it's not even just this area. It's areas around it, too. Oh, my God. And they're all trying to find him, and his name is freaking Stinky Butt. So uh, if this was only last month, if you're in, in somewhere in Texas, wherever Jordan said, uh, you Jackson. can make a thousand bucks if you just, <laughs> when you go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, like, about to sneeze. I was like, no. what's she doing? Holy I shit. was demonstrating how you find someone a stinky named butt. Yeah. Perfect. Because <laughs> when my daughter has a stinky butt, uh, like you don't even have to smell that close. No, no, you don't. So <laughs> can only imagine. Uh, but yes, I thought that was funny because his stinky butt, also known as stinky butt. Wow. How do you? Okay. Who gave him that nickname? And are they alive? And, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to know how. <laughs> like, Right. It's like, oh, we, we call him red because his favorite color is red. <laughs> right. His <laughs> hair is red. Him. No. No. Stinky butt. Stinky butt. Also, surely you don't use the full name every time yo stinky but i feel or like just yo stinky like ew right at <laughs> some point you've got to shorten it right like yo butt yo butt ew <laughs> on the oh my god on my call today <laughs> they were talking about something software related and i needed to chime in and be like hey just you also need to keep in mind this and mm-hmm. i found myself saying i have a butt <laughs> And then they both just stopped and <laughs> waited for me to continue because that was not <laughs> that's not what you meant. That's but not that's what I out. meant. That's funny. So, all right. So real quick shout outs. Oh, yeah. I you have them. I don't. I do. I screenshotted them like a smart person. Cool. 
So, uh, so I'm going to give a shout out because I didn't get to do it last time, but shout out to my little sister Aww. who has a new baby named Sammy, who is the cutest very, little baby and has cute. so much hair. Oh my goodness. So much hair. Yeah. Um, I also have a shout out for an iTunes review and this is by Tiger Blood Kitten One. Hmm. Tiger Blood Kitten One. Yep. I got that right. Um, and so thank you very much for your review and for um, your concern about Jordan. <laughs> I am not anemic. <laughs> I have I, I was horrible the one. anxiety. I was the one who was anemic yes. and had to go get transfusions. But thank you for, yeah. <laughs> Jordan's I like, no, I'm just because nervous. of my nerves. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I try not to. We also have, <laughs> yeah, but the more you try, the more you yawn, and the more it makes me giggle. <laughs> we also have a review from Tanya G, um, and I have responded to her in our, it's on our yes. Facebook page, yes. but thank you very much for your review. We appreciate all kinds of reviews, um, and good, bad, and ugly. Good, bad, <laughs> all the reviews. All the Oh, crud. I screenshotted the last one. So then the other shout out that I wanted to do is not for a review. It is for somebody who we have actually given a shout out to before. Um, Jamie Prater. Prater? Prater. Shoot. Jamie. Prater? Prater. voting Prater. Sorry, well, Jamie. we had that whole conversation about, about Jamie. Jamie, is it a boy yeah. or a girl? And then Because I'm Jordan. And because I you're Jordan. And I'm Aaron, although mine is spelled yes, in a way that people still. generally guess I'm a girl. But still, it's still in Anyway. Um, so not only is she a, um, a Patreon supporter, which is an awesome club yes, to and, be oh gosh, in. I, I know. <laughs> but she also was like, hey, I have connections and I've got some great crime stories that I could share with oh, you. Right. And then has sent us an email. And Jamie, we have not, um, we've not forgotten. No. We have not gotten to them yet. No. Although I have to work out with Jordan how how we can read them without knowing each other's crimes. I know. I haven't even opened the email yet. Well, that's good. I read the first two. Don't read the first two. Oh, okay. I'm claiming them. You okay. can read three and four. I deliberately skipped over that. Okay. So anyway, that works. they're pretty cool. And so, Jamie, I'm sure we will be reaching out to you before we record those episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, once we pick which we'll ones like we want to do. <laughs> that's right. It's Jamie week, it's y'all. It's Jamie week. Um. um That'd be fun. Speaking of which, also, we have another special episode coming up because it's not going to be Jamie Week, but we do have someone we are dedicating an entire episode to who has chosen the episode topics. What? I we're, We'll talk about it off air and oh. then we'll let it be a little bit of a surprise. I'm surprised. <laughs> Jordan is surprised. I don't even know. She has I just no idea up. what's going on. <laughs> no. Um. So we'll do that. So okay. on that note, everyone is awesome. Yes. And sorry, I was gone forever. And Jordan really is alive. As I am. I swore Things in the last episode changed. that I didn't murder her, and here no, she is. She didn't. No, she's right here. Yep. Um, oh, sorry, Julius is sleeping. So cute right now. I cannot. Jordan has arranged her. She brought her dog to my house. I did. And locked him in his cage. I did. Because <laughs> he's afraid of my dog, who's but, fifteen pounds. But still. Then she has arranged her chair. She claims <laughs> so that she could be close to the outlet. I did not arrange it on the side of the room. It just happened to be done for me the other day. So that she can watch her dog while she podcasts. Uh, he's beautiful. <laughs> what do you expect? 
He is pretty awesome. I can't see him at all from this view. He's so so tucked up and cute. And that's how he sleeps in the middle of the night. So like you can see what I mean when he is literally kicking me off the bed because he has all of his feet like he's being hogtied all together in one pile. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, Jordan has an unhealthy obsession with her dog and we're going to end our episode. (laughs) Yep. And please do not end up on next week's episode unless it's a story you send to us and not that you're actually in it. I think that's an acceptable thing. Okay. Okay.